You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show and sharing it with your friends, ladies and gentlemen. Please leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts along with a comment, and think about making a small donation to this show during this holiday season, ladies and gentlemen. I know times are tough. I know folks are out there. Just trying to make ends meet. But if you'd like to uh, help keep the lights on here, keep food on the table, you can do so at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. We'd appreciate that very much, folks, as we move forward into Christmas and then the new year. And I am currently putting my business plan together for the next year. And my business plan does not include selling out to uh, Joe Rogan or anyone else in the uh, so-called shill network. So we're going this alone, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going for this ride along with you. In the end, you support the show either by listening to the ads, um, through listening to sponsor ads, which we're hopefully going to be adding soon. Companies that I actually believe in personally, not just the free ads on the public side of the broadcast. And then subscriptions over to pain.tv slash gold and some of the other things we're going to be doing soon. Uh, merchandise which we don't have yet and eventually i'll add some t-shirts and hats and cool stuff uh, with some logos and sayings that i've come up with and then uh, through donations so you can go to donorbox.org slash dustin gold show all right let me pull up this clip for you from no escape ladies and gentlemen let's watch this uh, now that you kind of understand the background of this story. And then I'll finish up telling you the rest. And I think you'll understand, this is just uh, one segment here. One segment or two segments showing how this system works. How the World Bank, BIS, IMF system works, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so right here, for those of you in the audio-only audience, we have Pierce Brosnan with Owen Wilson. And we're at this point that we just uh, talked about here. All right, so the two men then take the Dwyers to a nearby safe house. Hammond, that's Pierce Brosman, reveals he and Kenny, that's his sidekick, secretly work on behalf of the British government. So he's explaining this to Owen Wilson's character, Jack. All right, let's roll the clip. You're not just here for the girls, are you? No. Well, maybe a little... <laughs> the British CIA or something? Something like that. And Kenny, he's... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thanks. No. No, thanks for coming along when you no, did. No, no, no. Don't thank me. I'm the one who started this shitstorm. What do you mean? Guys like me paved the way for guys like you to wind up here. They don't usually fight back. Most of the time, they don't even realize what we're doing. What? I, what do you mean? We have interests in this region. We? Our countries. The corporations who run them have interests here. 
So I show up all nice and friendly, offering to get them a loan to pay for our services, which we know they can't afford. Then we build them power plants, waterworks, freeways, it doesn't really matter. And when they can't repay us the debt, we own them. It's all a fuck job. The rebel leaders said we were trying to enslave their people by controlling the waterworks. And they were right. Most of those merciless men out there, they're just trying to protect their children, just like you. So don't thank me. I'm the one who puts your family in harm's way. The least I can do is get you out of the bloody place. Okay, so this clip is very important. I That's why I did not interrupt folks i did not interrupt so you see what's going on there is that pierce brosnan's character hammond admits to jack and jack is this engineer uh for a company that's going to come in and help build this new water system and so he admits to jack that he basically works for british intelligence but he's saying our countries meaning england and the united states have corporate interests in these companies so we come in Uh, I'm sorry, in in these countries. So we come into these poor countries and we offer these people a uh, loan to help build their water systems and their electrical plants, basically turning them into technological technocracies. And we offer them this loan, which we know they can never repay. And when they can't repay it, then we take over their country. Now, In this clip, Pierce Brosnan's putting it from the perspective of corporations because Hollywood leftist uh, propaganda, there's a lot of disinformation and misinformation in there. Now, I'm not saying corporations aren't evil because uh, I'm pretty sure we know they are at this point. Even conservatives that were told to blindly cheer on corporations back in the last run of conservatism 20 years ago uh, when George W. Bush was in power, we were told to cheer on corporations blindly and liberals hated corporations, conservatives loved corporations, corporations were people too. I think we all know now corporations play an essential role in this so-called public-private partnership, but at the end of the day, the state is in power. And so that's the little spin the Mr direction here in this clip but it's very important so he's talking about how they come in with these corporate powers they offer them a loan they build up the infrastructure the uh, water system the electrical grids they can't repay and then they basically take over the country and he says the people really don't ever recognize what's going on and they very rarely revolt All right. Well, what I'm saying here is let's just change up some of the terms. Let's say Pierce Brosnan is talking about how we come in through uh, British and U.S. intelligence on behalf of the World Bank, on behalf of the International Monetary Fund, really on behalf of Bank for International Settlements, which sits behind the World Banks. They are the bank for the World Banks. If you remember, World Bank and IMF, uh, were founded in 1944, but BIS was the bank for the central bank. So the central banks really have the power. So they come in, as we saw in the timelines we reviewed in episode 108, which I took right off the websites of IMF, BIS, 
and World Bank, right? I didn't go read some conspiracy site. I took their timelines. Every single time there is a crisis in a country, whether it be a financial crisis, whether it be a so-called environmental crisis, whether it be war, uh, the central banks are there either through the World Bank or the IMF to come in and offer money. And with that money, that country has to sell out their sovereignty. Either installing a central bank or putting in more infrastructure, they give up their power, their sovereignty, their freedom, their liberty. Even if it's a country that you would say is socialist or communist or it doesn't align with our values of what freedom and liberty are, they're selling out all of that when they join in and take money from the World Bank and the central banks. Uh, and we have no idea uh, how much money is handed under the table to some of these dictators and these puppet politicians, not just in other countries, but right here in our own. So I think that is a very, very important clip, though. Just replace uh, corporations with central bankers. The other thing, which does not come into play in this movie, I do not believe, and it is my uh, opinion, and I think could be proved with further investigation, and other folks have talked about this. Not only do they do exactly what we talked about, we actually create the problem. And when I say we, I, I mean the bankers, our government on behalf of the bankers, our military on behalf of the gov uh, bankers. It's not just the United States is evil. You know, don't think I'm just sitting here ragging on the United States. It's all one big system. It is a one world government. And so they create the problems. They go start the wars they destroy the infrastructure of these countries uh, and then they come in and they offer the money in order to force them to become slaves of the central bankers that is quite obvious at this point and i think you can see that covid land the high school theater production this orchestrated inflation orchestrated disruption of the supply chains is all part of this new worldwide scam climate change we know through wide awake gym the climate hustle is all part of this as well they create these giant problems to then sell the solutions and the solutions lead us further into slavery let me just finish this wikipedia description in case you decide you want to check this movie out so we ended with the two men then take the Dwyers to a nearby safe house. Hammond reveals he and Kenny secretly work on behalf of the British government. That's what we just watched. It says Hammond, that's Pierce Brosnan, had been tasked with convincing poor governments to make expensive infrastructure deals with Western companies. Unable to repay their debts, the companies would then be able to control the poor governments, leaving the citizens to rebel in anger. Hammond tells Jack, that's Owen Wilson, they must get to the nearby river where they can sail downstream to the vietnamese border during the night the group is attacked by rebels from a nearby guard tower kenny is killed and hammond is severely wounded hammond then sacrifices himself to stop a rebel following them in a truck so the whole idea is that pierce brosnan's character he's like an mi6 type of guy a cia type of guy he ends up having a conscious and he uh sacrifices himself to get jack and his family out of there because he he feels responsible for creating the whole situation. It says near the riverbank, Annie hides, that's Jack's wife, hides with the children while Jack finds a fisherman and trades his watch and shoes for a boat. Sam Nang appears leading another small group. They capture Jack and prepare to execute him. Lucy runs to her father and Samson catches her. He puts a gun in her hands and another to her head, ordering her to kill Jack or he will kill her. It's a really crazy scene, folks. Before she can make a choice, 
days, Annie attacks the group, bludgeoning Samsung to death with an oar. Jack takes the gun from Lucy and kills the remaining rebels. And anyway, they end up escaping to the U.S. Embassy. So on one hand, they're showing these people as really brutal, but you have to take into context that these folks figured out that someone in their mind, like Jack, he's an engineer coming in on behalf of the U.S. government, the corporations, or in the end, really, the World Bank's there to hijack their country, to install infrastructure, put these people into poverty, and then steal their country. And then on top of it, we know in the real world, they end up becoming technocracies look at ukraine and we could eventually get into what we did there in 2014 there's plenty of information out there about that and then look at what we covered here on the show they are this big technological technocracy right now they're talking about it all the time they just launched their cbdc this is government videos they put out talking about their technological infrastructure and so now we have the whole russia ukraine thing concocted and to me to to me folks it is all a show and i know many of you uh, sent me the clip of the russian arms dealer guy sitting there with uh what's her name and they're speaking english on rt and he's talking about how he sympathizes with the rural people here in the united states that have lost their country folks it's propaganda it's i mean the message is designed to tug at your heartstrings it's designed to tug at red-blooded americans heartstrings and it would all be uh, fine and dandy if number one it wasn't on rt which is russia propaganda the same as when our government puts stuff out on fox news uh, or msnbc or cnn all propaganda and on top of it russia is a technocracy as well russia is part of this whole system putin recently called for a central bank digital currency an inter- international cross-border central bank digital currency uh and at the same time ukraine is launching their cbdc pilot so folks if they're all on the same team there are no real enemies stop getting tricked into that everyone at this level is about introducing the false industrial revolution they're all on board with the prison planet folks let me escape this prison planet i'll be right back i want to just show you this book that my wife read that convinced her not to intern with the world bank almost 20 years ago i'll be right back this is dust gold with the dust gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ping.TV slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. I hope you're listening. (laughs) All right, folks, one other thing. I, uh, this afternoon on all the uh, podcast players, I actually posted episode 89. That was the story of my wife and my son and my journey into the Rockefeller Industrial Medical Complex. How we escaped that and walked out with our heads held high. And I put up the full episode. It just has uh, a couple of ads at the beginning and then in the middle. But it is the full episode. I did that because 
I have several people over here in my personal life that wanted to listen to it. And Apple Podcast, at least on my end, has been acting so weird where it's not playing when we break the segments up into part one, two, three, four. It's not playing in order anymore. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and eventually we have to work that out. But so I put that up so they could listen to it. But even though they're my friends and family, they still have to listen to a few of the ads, folks. So I put that out there. Feel free to listen to it. It is one of our highest listened to, most listened to shows. Uh, I think it's a great story. Uh, it was personal. It was from my heart. And we're going to talk a lot about that with the healing doc from Twitter, who's going to be coming on the show on January 4th to talk about a wide ranging group of topics, all the way from big farmers control over doctors to possibly terrain versus uh, germ theory. We're going to get into vaccines. We're going to get into patients' rights. We're going to get into allopathic versus natural medicine. So if you want to listen to that show, which The Healing Doc did, which is what kind of connected us, uh, I suggest you do so, folks. So it's up there in full, so you don't have to listen to it all broken up into four or five segments. You can listen to the whole thing. I put it out this afternoon, so feel free to uh, check that out when you get a chance. All right, so my wife comes over from Poland when she was uh, 18 or 19, so that would have been in uh, early 2000. And so she's going to American University. She's an au pair. She's working like two jobs. She's a super hard worker, folks. Super hard. I got her upstairs right now. She is breastfeeding the baby while vacuuming and raking the leaves at the same time. I don't know how she does it. No, she's very smart, amazing, beautiful, loving, caring, sexy as hell. She is fantastic. I love you, Magdalena uh, Kohamche. And so she's just a wonderful woman. So anyway, she comes over here early 2000s. She's going to school for, I think, like geopolitics and stuff back then, maybe some immigration law. And she's about to intern. Uh, for the World Bank, and she reads this book, which I have the Wikipedia up on the screen, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, and this was published in 2004, so she read it right around the time it came out. That's what she actually told me, so I looked it up, and I sent it over to Wide Awake Jim, who reads a lot of books, and he said, you know, that's sitting on my shelf. I heard it's fantastic, and I just haven't had a chance to read it, so I told him the story about how Maggie... Um, read this and it convinced her not to work at the uh, World Bank. And this is part, this is what actually inspired me to go look up the clip from No Escape because I said, that reminds me of that movie I had watched a few years back. So let me just introduce you to this because you might want to get this book. I don't get any commissions or royalties or anything. I just thought it would be interesting. Conven uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman is a semi-autobiographical book written by John Perkins, first published in 2004. The book provides Perkins' account of his career with engineering consulting firm Chas T. Maine in Boston. Perkins claims that the NSA arranged for him to be hired by the firm and that he was subsequently seduced and trained as an, quote, economic hitman, end quote, by a mysterious businesswoman named Claudine. Uh, 
Perkins writes that his primary role at Chas T. Maine was to convince leaders of underdeveloped countries to accept substantial development loans for large construction and engineering projects, thus tapping them in a system of American influence and control. The book was a commercial success, but critics expressed doubts about the accuracy of the claims Perkins made in Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Perkins was referred to as a conspiracy theorist, aren't we all, by one reviewer. While a number of former colleagues at Chas T. Maine disputed or disagreed with some of his allegations, several reviewers discussed a lack of documentation or verification for Perkins' claims. It says the book provides Perkins' account of his career with engineering consulting firm Chas T. Maine in Boston. Perkins claims the involvement of the National Security Agency, the NSA, with whom he had interviewed for a job prior to joining Maine. It says, according to the author, this interview effectively constituted an independent screening that led to his subsequent hiring as an economic hitman by Eleanor Grieve, vice president of the firm, an alleged NSA liaison. Perkins claims that he was seduced and trained as an economic hitman by a mysterious businesswoman named Claudine who uses, uh, who used his NSA uh, personality profile to manipulate and control him. Does it sound like it's a stretch? <laughs> Not to me, folks. It says, according to Perkins, his job at the firm was to convince leaders of underdeveloped countries to accept substantial development loans for large construction and engineering projects ensuring that these projects were contracted to United States companies. Such loans provided political influence for the U.S. and access to natural resources for American companies, thus primarily helping local, uh, local elites and wealthy families rather than the poor. The book heavily criticizes United States foreign policy and the notion that, quote, all economic growth benefits humankind and that the greater the growth, the more widespread the benefits, end quote. I like this guy already. Perkins suggests that in many cases, only a small portion of the population benefits at the expense of the rest, pointing to, as an example, an increase in income equality, whereby large United States corporations exploit cheap labor and oil companies destroy local environments. Well, I mean, I would say it's hard to argue that that doesn't go on, folks. I mean, I think we have enough history to look at at this point that this happens. But I would also say that the United States and these corporations do this on behalf of the central bankers. I think that's fair to say. So if they don't actually get into this, which I know they do, because, uh, hold on, I believe it says it in here, but my wife told me that it actually ties in the World Bank. Perkins describes what he calls a system of corporatocracy and greed as the driving forces behind establishing the United States as a global empire, in which he took a role as an economic hitman to expand its influence. In this capacity, Perkins recounts his meetings with some prominent individuals, including Graham Greene and Omar Torios. Perkins describes the role of an economic hitman as follows. 
and this is from the book, economic hitmen are highly paid professionals who cheat countries around the globe out of trillions of dollars. They funnel money from the World Bank. There we go. The U.S. Agency for International Development, that's USAID, uh, will eventually do a show on USAID, and other foreign aid organizations into the coffers of huge corporations in the pockets of a few wealthy families who control the planet's natural resources. Their tools included fraudulent financial reports, rigged elections, payoffs, extortion, sex, and murder. They play a game as old as empire, but one that has taken on new and terrifying dimensions during this time of globalization. Wow. Now, I'm really going to try to get this guy on the show. I haven't done a background on him. I don't know what his story is, but I'm glad that they talk about funneling the money for the World Bank. So it's not just a disinformation, misinformation, misdirection book. They're actually talking about the truth here. It says, although the accuracy of the content has been questioned, the book did well in terms of sales, placing on the bestseller list of both the New York Times and Amazon. Columnist Sebastian Malaby of the Washington Post reacted sharply to Perkins' book, quote, this man is frothing conspiracy theorist, a uh, vainglorious peddler of nonsense, and yet this book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, is a runaway bestseller, end quote. Oh, so the Washington Post attacked him well i like him even more now malaby holds that perkins conception of international finance is quote largely a dream end quote and that his quote basic contentions are flat wrong end quote well i think with the 20 what's this uh written in 2004 we're in 2022 18 years later more and more has come out and now the imf the bis the world bank world economic forum and the rest of these folks talk about this stuff openly so i think this guy has been proven right It says, for instance, he points out that Indonesia reduced its infant mortality and illiteracy rates by two-thirds after economists persuaded its leaders to borrow money in 1970. He also disputes Perkins' claim that 51 of the top 100 world economies belong to companies. I don't know if they belong to companies, but they definitely belong to the World Bank. It says, uh, what, what do we have now? 190 countries under, was it under the World Bank? Um, we'll have to look back into that. It says other sources, including articles in the New York Times and Boston Magazine, as well as a press release issued by the U.S. Department of State, have referred to a lack of documentary or testimonial evidence to corroborate Perkins' claim that the NSA was involved in this, his hiring to Chastity, Maine. Well, yeah, of course they're not going to admit that. In addition, the author of the DOS release states that the NSA is, quote, a cryptological code making and code breaking organization not an economic organization end quote and that its missions do not involve quote anything remotely resembling placing economists and private companies in order to increase the debt of foreign countries end quote economic historian uh, Nalayal Ferguson addresses some of Perkins' claims in the 2008 book, The Ascent of Money. Perkins contended that the leaders of Ecuador, President uh, Jaime Roldos Aguaria, and Panama, General Omar 
Tahorios were killed by the U.S. agents for opposing the interests of the owners of their country's foreign debt. Both men died in airplane crashes in 1981. According to Ferguson, Perkins' allegations, quote, seems a little odd, end quote. Ferguson notes how in the 1970s, the amount of money that the U.S. had lent to Ecuador and Panama accounted for less than 0.4% of the total U.S. grants and loans, while in 1990, exports from the U.S. to those countries accounted for approximately 0.4% of total U.S. exports, approximately $8 billion. Ferguson contends those, quote, do not seem like figures worth killing for, end quote. Well, you wouldn't kill over $8 billion? Chastity, Maine's former vice president, Einer Grieve, who first ordered Perkins a job at the firm, agreed that the foreign debt represented a poor economic strategy for developing nations. Basically, his story is true. What John's book says is there was a conspiracy to put all these countries on the hook, and what and that happened. Whether or not it was some sinister plot or not is up to interpretation, but many of these countries are still over the barrel and have never been able to repay their loans, right? So it says right there, Chaz T. Maine's former vice president, Einer Grieve, who first offered Perkins the job, agreed. That's what she said. However, Grief denied many aspects of Perkins' claims, such as the NSA having any links to Maine, or that Perkins was seduced by Claudine Martin, saying that he believes that Perkins has convinced himself that his story is accurate. Boston Magazine noted that Perkins can provide little documentation to support his claims of international intrigue, describing a largely unconvincing, quote, flimsy package of materials, end quote. A number of Perkins' former colleagues disagreed with his perspective on the company and contradicted specific claims he made. Frank Fullerton, one of his supervisors, stated that Perkins left Chastity Maine because he, quote, thought he was worth more than he was, end quote. Well, this is actually quite interesting. It says here there was a documentary film made about this, it looks like, in Greece. But I'm going to definitely have to get this. I don't think my wife still has the book, but she said it was her favorite book that she ever read. So you know what? I'm going to order that for her, and we'll put that in her stocking for Christmas. It'll really surprise her, folks. She doesn't listen to the show religiously, so I know she won't hear this. But I would check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And I'm going to reach out to this John Perkins. It looks like he's still alive. And see if we can't get him on the Dust and Gold Standard because I would like to hear more about his story. Of course he's not going to be able to document and prove everything. What do you think the NSA and the World Bank, the IMF, the BIS are going to come out and say, oh, he's correct. Yep, he's correct. We go in there and we, oh, wait a second. They do admit it, folks. Go on their website and look at their history, their timeline of how they've taken over all these countries. They don't hide this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. This guy's story is probably 99% true. Uh, it's probably really based in fact. And now, since we know more, we can have a conversation with him and talk to him about his book, but bring it up to date because we're 18 years later uh in time than when his book was published in 2004 ladies and gentlemen i'm going to take a quick break i'll be right back we're going to talk about international monetary fund central bank digital currencies for financial inclusion risks and rewards from october 2022 just a couple of months ago ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and i'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv.
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.